This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. U.S. and allied forces have launched a second wave of airstrikes against Iranian-backed Houthi targets in Yemen. The strikes are in response to last weekend's deadly attack on U.S. troops. NPR's Quill Lawrence reports on the tightrope the U.S. is walking. The U.S. actions aim to strike a balance between deterring Iranian proxy forces in the Middle East without escalating what has already become a regional conflict. Iran backs Hamas, which attacked Israel on October 7th. The Israeli response to the Hamas attack has inflamed tensions and spurred action by other Iranian allies, including Houthi forces in Yemen. The Pentagon says Houthis have hit ships transiting the Red Sea more than 30 times since November, and that these latest U.S. strikes destroyed Houthi missile systems. They come a day after U.S. airstrikes in Iraq and Syria, part of an ongoing U.S. retaliation against Iranian proxies for a drone strike last Sunday that killed three Americans and wounded dozens on a base in Jordan. Quill Lawrence, NPR News. A Houthi military spokesman is warning that the latest U.S. and British airstrikes will not pass without a response and consequences. These latest strikes come as Secretary of State Antony Blinken is set to leave Washington today for his fifth trip to the Middle East since the war between Israel and Gaza broke out in October. On the back of this weekend's easy victory in the South Carolina Democratic primary, President Biden already looking westward to his next primary contest. NPR's Casey Morrell reports the president's campaign is now focusing its attention on Nevada. Biden heads to Las Vegas today to drum up support ahead of Nevada's presidential primary happening on Tuesday. As the sitting president, he doesn't face much competition in the primary, but Nevada is one of the few swing states that could decide the election in November. It's not the president's only stop out west, though. He and First Lady Jill Biden held a campaign meeting in Los Angeles yesterday after having met with campaign staff in Delaware earlier that morning. Biden is expected to return to Washington on Monday. Casey Morrell, NPR News, with the president in Los Angeles. Long Beach Fire Captain Jake Heflin is urging Californians to have a plan as the state faces what forecasters say could be the largest storm of the season. You need to have a plan. Where is that safe meeting place? Where are we going to go if we need to evacuate? And we don't want people to wait for an order to evacuate until they need to take definitive action to say, It's time to take care of our family. Californians have spent the past couple of days preparing for the second of back-to-back atmospheric river storms. Officials are warning of the potential for life-threatening flooding and landslides. The National Weather Service there says there could be near-continuous rainfall for 48 hours, and snowfall rates in higher elevations could reach 2 to 3 inches an hour. You're listening to NPR News. Voters in El Salvador seem set to elect President Nayib Bukele to a second term. Even though the country's constitution prohibits a president for standing for re-election, Bukele is almost certain to win today. His administration is accused of widespread human rights abuses, but voters seem ready to overlook that because gang violence has plummeted. Candidates from El Salvador's traditional parties are polling in the low single digits. The former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan has once again been sent 
sentenced to prison. It's the third time this week. Critics say the timing is suspect with Pakistan's elections just around the corner. NPR's Dia Hadid reports from Mumbai. A district court convicted the former Prime Minister Imran Khan and his wife Bushra Bibi to seven years jail on a charge that their marriage in 2018 violated the law. The case was brought by Bibi's ex-husband, who accused her of marrying during an Islamically mandated waiting period of roughly three months. This is Khan's fourth conviction, with three occurring just last week, ahead of elections expected next Thursday. Khan is already disqualified from running. His senior allies are struggling to campaign amid a widespread crackdown. Critics say Khan's multiple convictions are to punish him for his rhetoric against the military, Pakistan's most powerful institution. Dee Hadid, NPR News, Mumbai. The music industry's Grammy Awards are tonight, and the R&B singer-songwriter SZA leads the nomination. She could become the first black woman to capture the Album of the Year prize in 25 years. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News.